This is Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International. I want to welcome you to the Warning Program. Whether you're watching or listening, welcome. We're in our college chapel here at World Ministries International. It's a live audience. And I'm going to be speaking on today the tree of hope. The tree of hope. In the early hours of June 8, 2020, around 3 a.m., I had a dream. Now, I seem to have dreams or visions at 3 a.m. a lot, or God gives me words at that time. It is one of those times that the Bible says is a holy time, a time of even a prayer, but most people don't get up on those hours. But I had a dream. You know, God wants to speak to us, and, and frankly, he chooses the time. And so these are things we have to learn if we want to have more intimacy with the Lord. He chooses the time. People like to choose their own time and they get relative relationship and communication. But if you really want to move with God, you've got to understand those hours God sets aside in the day. Well, I don't feel, well, if you don't feel like it, and that's the whole thing that we, we fight is against the flesh. We don't feel like it. It's not convenient. Well, time with God is never meant sometimes to be convenient. It's supposed to be on his time schedule. And so this is what all of the movers and shakers, we did, I think, about nine programs on it, if not 12, and we learned how they moved with God, and it wasn't convenient, but they did it anyway. And that's why they shook the world. So in the early hours of June 8, 2023, around 3 a.m., I had a dream. I saw a warrior seated at a round table planning strategy. I also saw a tree reaching through the clouds in the heavens. So... Here I saw a tree reaching through the clouds into the heavens. Again, I saw warriors seated at a round table planning strategy. Immediately after seeing the warriors, Christians, and other leaders sitting together getting clear direction from the Lord, I knew there was hope. Again, the message is titled, and what I titled this dream is the Tree of Hope. Isaiah 1.18 Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. In the tree, in my dream, the tree I saw in my dream that was reaching into the heavens was called the tree of hope. Now James 5, 13 through 18. Is anyone among you suffering? Okay, notice the word suffering. Why are we suffering? One, we suffer if we don't have hope. If we lose hope. He should keep on praying about it. Don't ruminate on it. Don't allow your emotions to get a control. He should keep on praying. And those who have reason to be thankful should continually be singing praises to God. Okay, we should always give God the glory, especially if he's answered our prayer or if good things are happening, give him the glory. Give him the glory if bad things happen. We gave him the glory when I, if you don't know, I, I just came back from a three-plus week trip through the United States speaking, and I was involved in a head-on collision. The other guy couldn't stop, and uh, I, I came to a stop. But anyway, the point is, we were giving him glory. Even though I had a collision, there was reason to give him glory. There was no injuries. I had my boy, my wife, myself, no injuries, and the vehicle only suffered miraculously a broken bumper. I gave him glory. I still give him glory. I gave him glory to my staff this morning before I start speaking this message. So it says, for those who have reason to be thankful, continually be singing praises to the Lord. Is anyone sick? 
He should call for the elders of the church. They should pray over him, pour a little oil over him. Okay, why do you anoint with oil? Because the Bible says it. What does oil represent? It gets the attention of God. It's the anointing of God. It represents the Holy Spirit. People say, well, why do I need to do this? Well, I guess it has meaning in the Bible. Do we respect God? If you respect God, you respect the Word of God. If you respect the Word of God, we do these things, don't we? I use oil. Why? Because the Bible says it. There's reasons for it. It represents the Holy Spirit. It's supposed to be where God now is focused on that situation because you've anointed it with oil. So a person says, I don't need to do these things right, but let me see how many healings you get. Or if your prayers are answered. Why? Because you do it your way. It's like, again, who did we have in the Bible? Who did it their way? The first murderer, Cain. Abel did it God's way. Cain, I can do it my way. Well, he did not have good results, did he? He was judged by God. Doing it our way never gives us good results. What's the results? We want victory. We want our prayers answered. You want healing in this case. Pray over him, pour a little oil upon him, calling on the Lord to heal him. And their prayer, if offered in faith, if off, what is faith? It's relying on the word of God. It's relying on God, no matter how bad the situation looks. If you look at the situation and don't rely on God, you're going to be all messed up. You're going to give up hope. You're going to get mad. A lot of things are going to happen if you don't rely on God, if you don't, in other words, walk and live by faith. The scriptures tell you how to live by faith. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, self-control, temperance. This is how we've got to live. It's not a simple scripture we read. If his sickness was caused by some sin, the Lord will forgive him. Admit your faults one to another. Pray for one another so that you may be healed. So you call the elders of the church. They're supposed to have some discernment. If they discern there's a sin, they ask questions. If they confession, there's no reason you can't be healed. Now, if a person's too stubborn... The elders can pour oil all you want. They, they can pour a whole pot of oil on you. They can bring 24 elders and put hands on you. You're not going to be healed if you don't humble yourself and confess your sins if that's causing your sickness. That's why you call the elders so they have the courage to say, you know, and lead you in repentance if they discern their sin. They query you. They just don't anoint you with prayer and nothing happens. That's calling the elders. The earnest prayer of a righteous man, righteous, the will of God, has great power and wonderful results, not any man. Elijah was a completely human as we are, yet when he prayed earnestly, no rain would fall, none fell for the next three and a half years. Now that is a powerful righteous prayer from a righteous man. Then he prayed again, this time that it would rain, and down it poured, and the grass turned green, and the gardens began to grow again. Wow. From a man that walked with God intimately with authority, who applied the word of God in his daily life. Now, was he perfect? No, we, we saw how he defeated the false prophets. He defeated the king. Yet, he was in such a battle, he must not that day put on the full army because he ran from Jezebel. So the point I'm making is, we have a daily fight to fight. The tree of hope. If we don't apply these things daily, we're going to fail one day. Now, everybody fails. I believe everyone fails. But the key is, you don't have to always continually fail. You don't have to allow that failure to destroy your future. You can immediately say, God, forgive me. Yes, I'm going to apply the tree of hope. Yes, I'm going to put on the armor of God. Yes, I'm going to use patience and diligence and self-control. Yes, I'm going to forgive. I can do these things. 
the tree of hope. This is the meaning of the dream. There is hope if we work together in unity. If church leaders will work together in unity as equals, respecting and forgiving one another as a round table represents, God will give us strategy for victory. That's the, the whole situation with the Eagle Saving Nations. We've got to have a great awakening in America or we're going to lose America. We've got to come together. The tree of hope. If we have unity, we have victory. If we can get enough people coming together in the stadiums throughout America, there can be victory because the power of God will come down. Pentecost will flow. They'll go out with warriors that give hope and are bold and speak the truth without fear and intimidation. This is the meaning of the tree of hope coming together in unity. The key is unity and hope. 1 Timothy 6.12 Fight the good fight for the faith. For the faith. What's the faith? The word of God. The scriptures. Keep holding on to eternal life. Holding on. Meaning it's not absolute. It's not guaranteed. You can let go. You know if you're in the ocean and they throw you a rope with a tube around it and so you grab it but you let go you will sink. I don't care how much you say, it can save me. Yes, it can, but you let go. The Word of God can save you unless you let go, unless you don't want to walk in it. Well, I'm not going to apply it. Well, you're going to lose. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your finances. You're going to lose your health. You're going to lose your, the battle to live by controlling your weight. You're going to lose relationships. You're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose if you let go of faith, of the tree of hope, of applying the Word of God. It doesn't matter who you are. You can have 20 doctorates in ministry. Fight the good fight. Keep holding on to eternal life. It's not guaranteed. To which you are called about, which you give a good report in front of many witnesses. We have to work out our salvation and we work it out daily, don't we? That's what the Word of God says. Some denominations like to, to change it. That's why I'm not a part of that denomination. It's very clear you've got to work out your salvation and keep holding on to faith. Keep holding on, this verse says, 1 Timothy 6.12, to eternal life. Hold on to it. Colossians 1.23. However, you must remain firmly established and steadfast in the faith without being removed from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, have become a servant. What's the key words you want to listen to? Must remain firmly established established, that's how you live, steadfast, you're not going to be moved or shaken by feelings or emotions or pride, in the faith and what God tells you to do without being removed from the hope. You know, if you lose your hope, you've lost everything in life. We must understand that. If you lose hope in the faith, you have lost. I don't care what battle you get in, you're going to lose. 1 Thessalonians 5.8 But since we belong to the day, let's be sober. We must put on the breastplate of what? Faith and love. And the hope of salvation as our helmet. Faith, the word of God. Live by it. What's the primary ingredient in the word of God? Love. And the hope of salvation. If you throw those things away, you got no hope. You're going to be a miserable person that's going to lose in every area of your life. And you'd be fortunate if one day you don't take your life. Because the devil will, will capitalize every time and come to torment you with a tormenting spirit. Colossians 127. 
to whom God wanted to make known the glorious riches of this secret among the Gentiles, which is the Messiah, in you our glorious hope. In Christ is the secret of glorious riches, staying in Christ. Staying in Christ, not knowing that scripture, but staying in Christ. See, no matter what happened to Christ, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He stayed in God, in love, no matter what they gave him. He would always forgive 70 times 7 times 7 times 7 times 7. He was always there for restoration. Staying in Christ. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we also boast in our suffering. Do we boast in our suffering? How many boast in their suffering? I know a lot of people don't boast, grumble, complain, mad. Do we boast in our suffering? Knowing that suffering produces endurance. In other words, we don't like it, but it's developing our character. We don't like it. I don't like it. I would rather not get in that head-on collision, but it's taught me several things. One, to be thankful every day. One, to pull on, make sure I always put on the armor and pray every day. One, to be more careful, even for the other guy every day. Believe me, I am way more careful now. In fact, I was so gun shy that I kept saying, Adalia, please watch with me. Make sure I don't miss anything. I mean, we had flashbacks like Jaw eating you. You know that movie Jaws? Boy, it, it got a little, you know, I, I, for a few days, I didn't know if I wanted to get behind that wheel. I was ready to say, hey, Captain Buckhart, come fly me home. <laughs> I mean, you get in a head-on collision, that'll give you flashbacks. Well, it gave me some anyway, because I'm made of flesh and blood. So, Romans 5, 3 through 5. Endurance. Suffering produces character, and character produces hope. See, our character is developing. We did a, a message Quite a few months ago, Watchman Nee, remember that God wants to kill you? <laughs> Another way, he wants to kill your pride. You know, every time he works with our pride, we squeal, don't we? We squeal, we get mad, whatever. He's working with your pride. He wants you to develop your character. Why? Because he wants to use you in great ways that you can't see and you're not qualified for yet. Until he works with you a little bit more on your character. Now, this hope does not disappoint us. What hope? God's hope. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who has given us hope. That's why Jesus was always willing to say, Father, forgive them. It doesn't matter who they were. He didn't retaliate. He didn't get mad. He loved them. He forgave them before they ever committed it. And he forgave them again. Do you realize he had a staff that was just miserable, bunch of failures, proud, egotistical fishermen? most of them uneducated, tax collectors and other things, bungling boobs that did not have faith, that doubted everything he did. My goodness, if he didn't have the, the love of God in him, he would have looked at him and told them off and sent them on their way. Everything they did, they questioned. Doubted. And he finally said, where is your faith? Haven't I been with you long enough? Haven't you learned anything? Does that speak to you? Should, should speak to all of us. Sometimes, where is our faith? So I walked with God for 50 years. Well, then act like it. Romans 8, 24 through 25. For we have been saved in this hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he sees? In other words, you have to exercise faith. He, he can't say, well, you got to prove it for me before, before I'll trust you. That's not faith. That, God doesn't do that to us. He forgives you. But if hope for what we do not see, 
We eagerly wait for what is perseverance, patience. In other words, with patience, we look for victory. We watch and hope that one day there will be much fruit, but right now we continue to till and water and cultivate, but we don't give up. We don't throw away. We persevere until we see victory in that life, whatever we're praying for. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continually steadfast in prayer. I mean, my goodness, this, this tells you how to have victory in life. Okay, rejoicing in hope, rejoicing in hope, continue to keep your hope. Patience in tribulation. This is where most people lose. They don't have much patience. And another thing, continually steadfast in prayer. You want to always go to prayer, not go for vengeance or something. Romans 12, 12, rejoicing in hope. Patience in tribulation, continually steadfastly in prayer. 1 Corinthians 13, 7, bears all things. Do we bear all things? Do we bear all things? If I was leading a, a marriage seminar, this is one of the verses they would lose. Do we bear all things with your spouse? If you did, you wouldn't need this room. Wouldn't need marriage counseling. Do we bear all things? Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. Romans 15, 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. For through the patience and comfort of the scriptures we might have hope. That's Romans 15, 4. For whatever things were written before were written for our learning. The, the scriptures is for our learning. Not for our condemnation, for our learning. That we may through patience, patience and comfort, comfort of what the scriptures, God is the scriptures. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God is the Holy Spirit documented in written form. So we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, say, God speak to me. Well, open your Bible. Open your Bible. He'll speak to you. Psalm 133, 1. Blessed unity of the people of God. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in what? Unity. Unity. I love unity. I don't like division. You know, if you say in unity, you have your peace. I love peace. I love unity. I love love. Hope is the most important ingredient in a person's life. Without hope, people fail in life. Without hope, people fail in faith. Without hope, when hope, when hope gives way to despair, they fail in their jobs, goals, and ambitions. You know, some people had planned, trained their whole life to be in the Olympics. But if they lose their hope, they lose their goals, they lose their ambitions, they, they, they don't go to the Olympics. Many people would have won in the Olympics, but they gave up hope. <clears throat> so the ambition wasn't there to succeed any longer, and they quit. When a person gives up hope, they die spiritually, listen to me, and physically. If you give up hope, let's say you have an eating problem, you will die physically too, and why you gave up hope. Are we together? Are we together? If you lose your hope, you can lose your life. You can lose, if, you ha if EJ would have lost hope when he was training to be a pilot, he would have never been a Northwest Airline captain. My past, law enforcement, ministry, three doctorate degrees. If I lost hope, none of it would have happened. 
I would have gave up. Do you understand you cannot lose hope and, and succeed in life? And who wants to take away your hope? Satan does. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, make you miserable, make you fail. When a person gives up hope, they die spiritually and physically. Hebrews 11, 11. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for for the evidence of things not seen. Let's break it down just a little bit. Now faith, in other words, what is faith? Trust in God and scriptures, right? Is a substance. What is substance? Ingredients like a cake. My wife, she tastes something, she can go home usually and recreate it. She puts in the ingredients and boom, all of a sudden she's a great Thai uh, uh, curry chef. She makes Thai curry as good as the Thai restaurant. Yes, she does. You better talk to her if you want an invitation. <laughs> now, now, faith, trust in God, it is trusting in scriptures, is the substance of substance, ingredients. Thai curry, a cake, of things hoped for, for the evidence of things not seen. Okay, you know, all cooks in here knows, knows that. Substance, ingredients. So now faith is a substance, it's the ingredients of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In other words, I'm going to have this good cake. I'm going to have this good curry. I'm not going to give up hope. Now, honey, I need some good curry, Kai curry. Without hope, people perish. Hope is required to raise your children correctly. Hope is required to raise your children correctly. You know, if, if we don't have hope in the scriptures, we, then we don't do what the scriptures tell us and we will not raise our children correctly. In other words, we won't correct them when they need correction. And other things. Give them the love, the time with us, the prayer, teaching them the scriptures. Proverbs 19, 8. Chasten thy son while there is hope. Why? Because there comes a point when it's, it's a lot harder. They say if you don't really get the fundamentals down by five, you got a big problem. Chasten the son while there is hope. Let not thy soul spare for his crying. In other words, don't let your, your, your human heart stop correcting him or working with him. Because I hope my children will become God-fearing, responsible human beings, I will raise them according to scriptural mandates. Proverbs 22.6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It doesn't matter that backslidden child, usually if it takes them in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, usually they come back to God because the scriptures will not return void. Even if it's 70, 80 on their deathbed usually they'll finally come back. Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keeps the law, happy is he. What's keeping the law? Keeping the word of God, living by the word of God, keeping unity, love, everything in there. Happy is he. Happy is he. I love it when we're together, when we're all having fun, you know, no problems. I love it. Don't you love that? EJ and I love it when we're on the same team in horseshoes. We love it. Happy are we. You win again. Okay, thank you. <laughs> medical, <laughs> medical science tells us that when a patient or healthy person loses hope, he starts to deteriorate and dies. When a person loses hope, emotionally, mentally, or physically, he becomes ill. When a depressed person loses all hope, he wants to die and think of suicide. I hope you caught that. Proverbs 13, 12. Hope defers makes the heart sick. What makes 
Hope deferred. What is deferred? Rejected. You reject this wisdom of the word of God. And then you get sick. But when the desire cometh, it's a tree of life. When you decide, okay, I'm following the word of God totally. It's the tree of life. The tree of life. No matter how bad it is, if two people say, I'm sorry, I forgive, it's over. The honeymoon is on. I mean, it can be that fast. I mean, why not? If we lose hope, the mission fails. Galatians 6, 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing for the in due season we will reap if we faint not. If you don't give up, you will reap. I've got some trees outside and with Karen's help, I'm not giving up yet. I'm not pulling them out by the roots. We want a harvest. Right, Karen? I want a harvest. I'm not going to give up hope until I see it's dead. Nehemiah 2, 17. Then I said to them, you see the distress that we're in, how Israel lies in waste, how its gates are burnt with fire. Come, let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. When we apply the word of God, ladies and gentlemen, we have victory. We can bring America back from the brink of destruction. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Go on my website, worldministries.org. We can work in unity. We can have hope. The Holy Spirit can fill the people in the stadiums. We can lead a nation to repentance. We can save the republic and America. God bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business, or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the Independence Program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care, and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you joined hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless.